following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Those of you who got an invite, welcome to NerdProm. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all NERDS International. With the hyphen. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system from Fantasy Flight Games, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both a player's and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me as always are my awesome friends and co-hosts, Chris Holmes and Stefan Dragonspawn. How are you doing, fellas? Chris? I'm doing great. Ah! <laughs> no, I'm doing I'm, I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. You have you've got that silky smooth voice tonight, Tony. Damn. Oh, sorry. My um credit cards are melting. Fuck you, Jamie. <laughs> Bastard. And thank you for showing me Legion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I've, I'm I have good. to get that economy going, you know. Yes, so. we do. Signing my paycheck over to um FFG, yeah. you know. Okay, anyways, next. <laughs> Get a special sponsorship t-shirt. That How would you, Stefan? How you doing, buddy? I'm hmm. doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Last week, uh, to celebrate my birthday, uh, which was... Yesterday. Uh, yesterday, right. uh, recording this, Sunday the 17th. Mm-hmm. Today is the 18th. Uh, my wonderful husband, uh, we went to Toronto for the weekend and went to this awesome restaurant called Storm Crow Manor. It's an old house they renovated into a pub, but it's everything geek and nerd that you nice. can throw in. So you've got rooms that are medieval. One, we actually dined in the cyberpunk room with lots of industrial piping and old posters of Terminator and other uh, cyberpunk that was where, movies. where, Toronto? In Toronto, yep. Yeah, my wife uh, and I will have to meet you guys there sometime. <laughs> yeah. Big pink tentacles outside, uh, you know, skeletons right. of this, face huggers hanging on the walls. Uh, wow. <laughs> the little Christmas lights with the alphabets underneath, uh, a la Stranger Things. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> even, the baby, even the baby changing table in one of the bathrooms is, is filled with texts about, place the, uh, the offering upon thy altar to <laughs> The waste god, Cthulhu, Cthulhu god altar kind of thing. The menu, of course, is awesome with all kinds of stuff with Star Trek, Star Wars, Doctor Who, and other sci fi mm-hmm. uh, drinks and then food names. I had a drink called the Blade Runner, which nice. is pinkish, and they actually put an LED waterproof cube in there. <laughs> Sweet. Blows. One of my other friends, he had a Romulan ale with dry ice. <laughs> and, uh, wow, that's cool. At back, and at the back of the menu, the best thing is the shooters that you can order. Mm-hmm. They're on a D20 table. So <laughs> you, you get to randomly uh, roll your shooter? Yeah, so the oh, server brilliant. comes over with a D20. You roll the dice, and of course all the names are, yeah. are based off of stuff. Like I got my first one was The Dark Knight. 
my. <laughs> and then I got another one. I forget the name, but it was still another sci-fi thing. And if you roll a one, the server gets to choose because it's a critical fail. Yep. <laughs> and if you get a 20, well, that's a critical success, and you get to pick, and you also get, get to keep the shot class. <laughs> if you roll deep, oh, if you roll that 20, oh, that's cool. Yep. <laughs> now, are you rolling a die, or is, or is your server yep. rolling a die? You no, roll your no, own. No, I rolled. Right, yeah, well, yeah. We, he, bring, he just brings it out of his uh, pocket there, and he's got a... If you, know, you happen uh, to know ahead of time, can you bring mm, your own D20? You can. You can. Okay. Why not? Just wondering. <laughs> they, even sell, just wondering. they even have a little vending machine, like a bubblegum machine that sells D20s. Yet two for two bucks. <laughs> That's cool. No, That's it was pretty really cool, awesome. dude. That's pretty it was really cool. like an awesome place. Yeah, yeah. they have a couple of uh, places in Vancouver as well, and they also have what they call a a D and D and dine, so basically a dungeon and dine event. So you can book ahead for for you and up to eight friends, and the server slash uh, dungeon master runs you through a scenario for about four hours while you eat as well. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that is cool. So that was a that was my birthday gift from. Uh, <laughs> well, happy uh, birthday, buddy! Thank you, yes. thank you. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, a, a young fifty-three. <laughs> level level fifty-three reached. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So what I doing? had over over yeah. the last week? Well, you know, guys know I went on a diet. I'm on the keto diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, four pounds now at uh, ten days. Ah. Cool. Lost, so I'm doing pretty good. Yep. Of course, now I only drink straight whiskey. Uh, no, no flavor added. No flavor. Okay. No. Um, cool. But uh, no, this weekend we had my grandson Drist's birthday party. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my other grandson, uh, Anakin, he uh, he was watching Empire Strikes Back, and when the when it opens up in the hot scenes, and mm-hmm. he. Immediately, as soon as we started it, he ran to his room, comes out mm-hmm. with the Wampa hat that I had bought him. <laughs> nice. And my son turns to me and goes, he has to wear that every time we watch this movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is why my son had started it. Proud grandpa moment right there. It's like nerd exactly. father. Yeah. 50 <laughs> pieces of awesome right there, dude. Exactly. Cheers to you, buddy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, put those in the bank and they'll be worth a lot by the time you're in college. <laughs> That's yeah, I once yeah. went. My, my husband tried to get to go on a diet for a while. He, uh, for, he was on a diet for two weeks and lost 14 days. <laughs> uh. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about us. What no, kind of no. news do we have, Stefan? Yeah. Well, I had a bit of news, but first, how was your NIFCON game of Kung oh. Fu Panda? Oh, it went great. We had a wonderful time. Oh, uh, Join, but uh, felt so, like Kung Fu. Ma- I felt like a Kung Fu master, dude. That was. I tell awesome. you what, though, I can't run it for novice players as is. Those characters are pretty in depth. <sighs> Yeah. But <laughs> using a mix of things that I'd thrown together and Keith's uh, rules for ready fight, right. Keith Capels, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it came out perfectly. Cool. Yeah, uh, nice. yes, it was the characters. They, they, Chris says they, Daryl said, my son said, my friend Dave, they all said they felt like kung fu masters. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And I, I had done this cool effect where I was like, it's a, it's a setting rule. Where mm-hmm. you can do a combo, 
with somebody. Yeah. My combo move, rule was signature move combo. Yeah, nice. I let the characters do their signature move combo together. So basically, first player would roll the positive dice of their pool. The second player would roll the positive dice in their pool, and as the GM, I would roll the negative dice of that pool. Okay. Uh, and it's just for one attack. So two players attacking, obviously there's going to be a lot more positive dice than there are negative. Oh, yeah. um, but it's a combo move. So. <laughs> but it's a combo movie, right. Mm-hmm. Move. You're trying to uh, team up on somebody. Mm-hmm. So the first player uh, does the damage based on their attack uh, plus the total number of successes for both dice pools. And then the second player with the choice of uh, special uh, weapon properties from those two attacks determines, from both attacks, determines mm-hmm. how the advantage is spent. Yeah, and, the, nice. and then each individual player gets to spend their triumphs individually. Mm-hmm. Right. It took, a, cool. it took, it took a, a, a bit to adjudicate it, but that was the fun right. part. Oh my gosh, that was so... It's like, oh dude, I have this ability, and then Dave had that ability, and then we kind of mixed and matched. And I'm like, well, and we rolled nine this, advantage, and we have yeah. five abilities <laughs> yeah. we can trigger. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. All those minions go flying all over the place, mm-hmm. or uh, or the boss, or the boss monster goes, oh, you little fucker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it went that's really awesome. well, that and it was, was very thematic. It was. So. It was. I know, I, Your story I know. was great there, Tony. Definitely felt like, not only did we feel like Kung Fu Masters, we felt like Kung Fu Masters in Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> right. <laughs> and did you rescue Poe? <laughs> yes. We got the nerd, we got the nerd, nerd noodle cure. Ah, it, nice. Which, he, which allowed him to get up and moving before the festival so that he could mm, attend. That's right. That's right. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the whole point. <laughs> exactly. That's right. The dragon warrior must be there. That's right. The dragon right. warrior must be there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was great. All right. Well, thanks for asking, Stefan. Oh, no problem. Yeah. I, know. I was looking forward to getting some feedback. So mm-hmm. there we go. Um, yes. Uh, back to your original questions. Yes, a bit of news. Uh, a little while ago, a couple of days ago, last week, uh, came out um, Drainsmith's uh, new product on the Foundry called Zenithrix Guide to Magic, which is now available uh, on Drive Through RPG Foundry. Uh, $2.95. Uh, well worth it. And yeah, I read it. I got it and read it. Scott did a really, pretty good job. It really helps uh, new players or even new GMs to try and mm-hmm. kind of grasp the magic system because you know, oh, yeah. compare comparing it to another popular D20 system, which has just mm-hmm. a, you know, a list of spells already made. Uh, in this one, of course you make them up yourself, but nothing stops you from actually writing them up in Copper's, advance. Chopper level right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what he kind of did. So he, he's got some basic examples in there and then he threw in a few other uh, little sidebars, and uh, at the end he adds two more magic actions that are very appropriate for psychics. So cool. uh, mind and move. So mm-hmm. you can well, introduce you know these new new ones with that power. I or, just bought it and downloaded it on Drive Through RPG as we you go. were talking. There we go, and now it's up <clears throat> to silver now, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, still copper. 
All right. <laughs> the chopper. I didn't put that much money in there. No, all right. For it. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's pretty good. You know, uh, it's about a dozen or so pages. But uh, so, like I said, you know, different spells. Sometimes you'll have the same basic spell for, let's say, for an attack spell, but he describes it differently for an arcane or primal or divine. It's, for, it's definitely great for, uh, like I said, um, running a con game. I can mm-hmm. take those pages of, of spells and I can go here. This is what some of the spells you're used to seeing in other games would look like. That's it. And I can exactly. pass that to a spellcaster in a con game or, exactly. and, or something like that. And uh, someone can easily, yeah, and someone can easily take one of those spells and just modify them a little bit. Like, oh, I want to take that magic arrow and just make it longer oh. range. Oh, okay, no problem. Just. But Sweet. all the details are there. So so that's my news. Go. Go and get it. Make it silver. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And the extend, right. expanded player's guide and GM screen is yep. shipping now, I believe. I think I've been seeing yep. people says, post that, that they, things have been shipping out. Yeah, I've got an email myself. I pre-ordered both, and it says that pretty soon it will be shipping. I'm just waiting for the email that says, shipped. <laughs> We're shipping. <laughs> Sweet, which could be this Thursday, nice. Tony, and you will probably win because that was your guess yeah. this Thursday. Yeah. we'll see. Yep, yeah. yeah, we'll see. It'll be, right. it'll be my mom's birthday. <laughs> nice. Then again, it could come out on Black Friday, which would totally be a not FFG thing to do, but mm-hmm. I could see them doing it this year because, yes. yeah. Oh, we'll see. But, no, um, so yeah. on to listener feedback. Yes. Mm-hmm. So have I something just, on this week? Yeah, I just had one thing I wanted to bring up, and it was a follow-up to a question that we had answered. Uh, we uh, Preach Will, he asked us way back in episode 39 uh, how to make horror games better, and oh, we yeah. gave him a bunch of things that he could do, Chris and I. Yeah. Um, I think that was one where you were on a hiatus there, Stefan. Could be. Um, but um, I would suggest real wounds on players when they get uh, hit. <laughs> No? Too, no, 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 no. That's a little too horrific. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people get passed out from blood, you know. Right. Okay. Just, just the okay, side maybe, of it. Maybe just threaten them with, you know. <laughs> no? you okay. Maybe not. There you go. Yeah. That's real <laughs> horror right there. That's okay. So uh, he just uh, sent us this little bit of feedback, and I, I just wanted to share this because it's not often that we get follow ups on the advice that we give and whether we it was successful or not or whether people just went yeah i ain't doing that fuck you (laughs) you know so um he says i just wanted to respond and say thank you for all the advice and suggestions i finally got to run a couple of sessions with all the modifications and suggestions you gave me they work wonderfully this is the same group i usually run more heroic fantasy sessions with so i needed to Make it clear early on that this isn't a dungeon crawl in Galarian, which is the <laughs> Pathfinder world for yeah. those in not in the know. I stated the normal human opponent or stated the normal human opponents very simply, just gave them an idea of what a basic enemy would be like in a fight. The wound thresholds and attacks you might expect from street thugs. But once the creepy space entity showed up, the tension flew through the roof. Nice. Fear checks as the creatures creature observed the PCs like fresh prey. And the PCs were sorely aware that they were being watched and followed. Then, 
when it finally attacked with its razor-sharp claws, both Pierce and Sunder oh. made it a dreaded opponent to face up close. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Sudden, the deadly encounters rule that uh, you guys came suggested came into effect after the ex-soldier tried buying time for the others to rig a trap. It really put the deadly back into the encounter. So before you uh, go on real quick, Tony, what was the deadly encounters rule again? What was that? So the you, deadly you know encounters what? rule was anytime someone falls below their wound threshold, yeah. plus 50 to the critical. Ooh. Plus 50. Nice. Nasty. Yep. That was just uh, something that I cooked up gotcha. for, uh, for deep madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you go and if you want some realism, uh, mm-hmm. that'll do it plus 50, and then if you add levels of Vicious or Lethal Blows, Talents, it That's can a, get real nasty. If, if they go over their wound threshold, meaning that, that they, is if they're, they they're knocked unconscious. over their wound threshold. Okay. okay, yeah, and they're knocked unconscious. That crit roll that you would roll, you add 50 mm-hmm. to that, plus yep. however many crits they already have, Lethal, lethal yeah, Blows, whatever vicious. it is. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Holy crap. So you could theoretically kill a character the first time they drop below their wound threshold. Well, let's okay. Oh. Continue on. Sorry, I just didn't mean to interrupt. Nope. You still got a little more here. Yep. All in all, my players said they had a fantastic time and were really scared once the monster showed up and took them by surprise. The ex-soldier can't believe he's still alive and will invest more in more ammo magazines for next time. <laughs> Thanks again for your help, and may the dice be ever in your favor. So, so somebody didn't get extra reloads, did they? No. <laughs> Might have rolled a despair. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Despair or, or a lot of threats. It's like, oops, <laughs> I'm going to take those three threats. That's awesome. That's awesome. Click, click, I'm, click. Glad, I'm glad nice. it worked out for you, Will. I'm glad you shared mm-hmm. that with us. Yeah, appreciate that. I'd love that. to hear about that kind of stuff. And, Me uh, too. Again. Sorry for taking so long to get to a follow-up with that, but I really had to share that with this time. Yeah, yep, that's that was a good great. One. That is great. I want to play in that right. game now. <laughs> that's cool. Though. Yeah, and, and don't threaten uh, your actual players or even, you know, uh, that's not good. I was just goofing around. <laughs> we know. Oh, you yeah. were? I no. thought you were serious. No, no. What? No, no, no. Finding the narrative podcast does not condone. You mean you don't make you don't make your players, players roll at the table? You don't make your <laughs> players roll walk the the walk of shame over d fours that you spread out on your on your floor no. after they drop dice on the floor? No, no, no. All right. So, so the fact that you're saying you don't do this, but you made us do it at Con and the Cob, yeah. you're just me. Damn, stuff. Well, you know, I I really that's because I really love you guys. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> we tease those you, we tease those we love. So, do you want me to tease you less? <laughs> um. All right. So, on that note, I think we go to the next segment. How about that? <laughs> How about that? All right. Sounds a good idea. awesome. Welcome to 50 Pieces of Awesome. This is the show segment where Chris goes out on the interweb, puts on his monocle, and scours it for some sort of amazing free product out there that for you guys, or and uh, shares it with us. What do you got this week, Chris? Well, let's roll out! <laughs> yes, I am talking 
Robots in Disguise Transformers for Genesis by Autobots Roll Out. Damn! <laughs> and that was not that was not a soundbite that I edited into this. That was actually Tony that did that. <laughs> Swear to God, I'm hearing that. I'm like, what the hell? And I see him doing something weird with his neck. Freaking awesome. <laughs> Anyways, this is by, uh, I think that is Zeechi. Z I E C H E. Zeke. 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 Regardless, dude, this is like 15 pages of awesome. And yeah, the art. <laughs> Just go through oh, this. Yeah. Just, yeah. oh yeah, Saturday morning cartoons, you know, mm-hmm. from what, 30, 40 years ago? Brings me back, man. Brings me back. Um, yeah, some of the, I mean, he put in rules in here to. How you switch between your forms, which is a move action. Um, there are also talents no. that allow you to do it quicker, which is cool. Um, there are just four archetypes. Either an air form, ground, beast, or object forms. Um, all kinds of examples of these alternative forms, you know, like helicopters or boom boxes or whatever. At the, at the end of the, of the, um, the document here. And uh, it's pretty sweet. All the classes have starting gear. <laughs> um, yeah, there is starting gear. Yeah, yeah. There's something here called an outlier skill, which is a new skill that, that they've created. Mm-hmm. It's a tier one talent, gifted. You have to buy that. Then um, you can, you know, it becomes a career skill for you, and then you can put points into it. It's basically a pseudo magic skill. Kind of gives you some magic like abilities. Um, and uh, <laughs> pretty sweet. And one of my favorite tr- talents that I saw in here is called Running Start. When you do take your maneuver to change form, you you can move as well. And you're at full speed. Oh, yeah. So that's t- so Transformers, right? I and mean, when you think of that. Oh, exactly. When you see the sports car guys, <laughs> you know, fight swipe and prowl. Like, mm-hmm. and Oh yeah, yeah. Or the so, jets, of course. Yeah, there's all kind. There's all kinds of goodness in here. I don't really want to spoil it or anything, but yeah, it's up on the. I'm, I'll put a link in the show notes to this and. Um, oh, and the character sheet. <laughs> Pretty sweet looking. I think. Oh, you have the character is, sheet too. Is there is cool. there a character sheet on this one? I don't, think not in the PDF itself. Maybe there's another link somewhere. Maybe it wasn't. Let's see here. Transformers. Um, nope, there wasn't. So you just used a basic. Maybe I was thinking of something else. You know, I, I go all over the internet. I go all the way to the end of the internet. I see all of these things. Again, you fall up. down all the rabbit holes. I know. I you know it. what? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So you, what do you guys have anything to add to this? Any- oh, I remember. Uh, I remember my brother had a lot of these transformer toys. Yeah. So I remember some of them, like even the triple changer. So you can actually have an extra form. So you don't just transform into a jet. Can have one that's your soul transform into a tank. Oh, sweet! Well, that was, that's pretty cool because some of the toys did do, do that or combiners. Like the, my brother loved the Constructicons, transform into combined into one bigger robot. All five of them. Oh, cool! So like, if everybody like the whole party creates like objects, yeah. different pieces. So, <laughs> the, the, the Constructicons were various types of construction vehicles: a cement dumpster, a crane, whatever. And they can transform into personal robots themselves, but then they can also combine again, but into you know, a bit like a Voltron kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or everybody takes a beast form of like a kitty cat, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you have the, you did have the Transformer uh, Maximals and the Predacon TV series for a while. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. I love the the Fire Ant uh, Predacon. You would always refer to Megatron as, uh, yes, your royalty, yes, your highness, my queen. No, it's not my queen. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Megatron would always be embarrassed when you called, yes, my queen. <laughs> Cool. Yep. <laughs> Inferno, a fire ant kind of uh, <laughs> transformer. Sweet. Oh, I'm just looking at this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was listening to you guys, kind of, but I was looking and seeing what's in here. Because, of course, mm-hmm. I haven't looked at it yet. Love the art. Page 14. Uh, I agree man. with you there. That's yep. the kind of uh, axe. That's the axe I want. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the energy axe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was really focused on looking at the adversaries, and I, I think they're well done. Uh, he captures what, you know, fighting Decepticons all over the place would look like. So yep. uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I like it. Oh, I do pretty. like it. There's no uh, specific one for Megatron, which I like. Mm-hmm. So Fighter jet. Wouldn't Megatron a fighter jet? No. Uh, no. Depends on the version. That'd be Starscream. Starscream yeah. is that one. Okay. Yeah. There was a couple of jets. Megatron in the first version transformed into the kind of a handgun, hand cannon. And others, and then in other iterations, he transformed into cannons or uh, a T-Rex for the Predacon. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a Tyrannosaurus all over the place. Rex. They do, yeah. Oh, he's got stats for a T-Rex. Silhouette 3. Overland speed is 1. Arm length zero. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. <laughs> max storage 15. Wait a second. Max storage. Oh, yeah, 15. Defense zero, armor one. Jaws. Well, yeah. <laughs> Brawl. Damage eight, crit three. Pierce one. <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's nasty. That's cool. Yep. Very nice. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yep, very good. So there you go. Zeech or Zechi or Zeke. Uh, 50 pieces of awesome to you. So take them, roll out, and transform. All right, welcome all. Back to the books of Genesis. Uh-huh. Where... <laughs> Oh, I think uh, I think Optimus is still here, isn't he? <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, what we are going to do today, this is the um, Tales of the Epsilon Eclipse Skill Mixer that we're going to... I see what you did there, Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be talking about the skills that... Skill list that we brainstormed on um, that we're going to add, that we want to add to to our um, setting. Tales of the, from the Epsilon, Tales of the Epsilon Eclipse. Um, but first, let's go over how we design a skill, how we create a skill, and go through some of the um, some of the notes um, that FFG put together in a core rulebook, page one ninety, under customizing rules. The first one is how to create a skill. So, what do we do first, gentlemen? Who would like to go? Um, I'll leave it to you. Me? Oh, go go for it, uh, Chris. You. No, I introduced it. 
That's one of you guys got to pick it up now. I'm delegating. All right, all right, all right, all right, fine. I'm bringing up PDF now. So oh, you didn't have it up and ready? Well, no. I, can't I know Tony that. does then. So, uh, characteristic links, that's the first thing you want to look at when you're designing a skill. Yep. Uh, once you create a skill, you got to decide what characteristic to link it to. Uh, it helps to determine the dice pool when the character makes their skill check, blah, blah, blah. Uh, going back, so they, they list an example that they're going to create for this uh, scenario that they have for their customization rules, which is the swim skill. Um, so they look at that, and then now uh, they look at what would be appropriate for it. Uh, agility, while you know, fitness usually does take some agility, it Swimming's not really agility related, and and while it does take willpower to compete in a uh, competitive swimming, mm-hmm. it's not really what you're looking for. What you're really looking for is physical strength, stamina, conditioning, which means it falls under brawn. So likewise, if you're going to make your own skill, you want to take a look at all the different characteristics and make sure you choose the right one appropriately based on what you first of all what you think it's going to do. Second of all on what your other skills in the setting are going to do also. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the first part of it. Uh, so, like in the second example that they list here, flying drones. Uh, your ability uh, to fly drones is often agility-based, but it can be intellect-based because it's like operating computers. There is a case that could be made for both mm-hmm. if that's the case where you've got a skill that could be equally one or the other pick the one that you think it fits best if you can't do that look at all the other skills mm-hmm. on your skill list and the one that has the least go with that one yeah i would i would say um so i just watched guardians of the galaxy the other night and what Ro- what rocket did when they were escaping he made more of an intellect check to fly those drones to connect up to that central place, even though he was flying it, I would say that'd be more of an intellect check to kind of wire it up, kind of do more of a computer hacking thing. So, yeah, that's interesting. And as with anything, again, when you're making these skills, you know, I want to mention right away that don't assume that your initial, this is what I want is going to last. Maybe over play testing, Mm-hmm. That may change. If you decided that flying drones was an agility check and then throughout play, all your players are like, well, I think this should be intellect because I use my intellect to use the computer interface. Yeah. Maybe your play testers are right. Change it to intellect. Yeah, don't yep. be locked into uh, one one choice. Yeah, don't be locked mind. into it. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to scrap something that isn't working. That's exactly. uh, number one, rules number one and two at the very top of the customizing rules. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point there, Tony. That's excellent. Yeah, and then, and then the next thing is, and you had touched on this, Tony, is what is the skill going to do? What is the skill not going to do? And this is where you want to write up that brief description of your make your do and your don't list. What the skill should do and shouldn't do. Um, so you probably want to have two or three entries in both of these lists. Um, then... Um, and then, yeah, that will, that might actually tell you what skill you might want to link it to or, um, what, uh, characteristic Characteristic. you might want to, yeah, it might change what characteristic you want to move it to. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's pretty simple there. 
What next, Stefan? After that, is to consider when you're creating a skill, does this new skill basically do what another skill already does? Is there another skill that's you know, compare it to? Gotcha. It's already, already covers it. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't have duplicates or something that's too, too close. So it kind of part kind of linked to what the do's and don'ts. You know, that might help you determine if it's if swimming, let's say for example, is too close to athletics, you know, and you don't want to create a a swimming skill because swimming won't come up all that often, then you can probably say, No, uh, we'll just use athletics when it comes up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point too. Because I think athletics is, is brawn based if I don't uh Yeah, it is. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that might be a good but if if you're in a water world you know, maybe right. uh, where everyone, uh, almost everyone needs to swim. Well, you replace maybe athletics right. with swimming. Right. Okay. Now, it's there's three ways to determine that, whether mm-hmm. it's a skill that's already in use and whether it should be um, what you should do. Uh, there's three ways to slice that. The first is don't even bother. Yeah. Right? Don't even bother making a new skill. Just use the old one. You said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was eliminate the old skill and replace it. And the example that they use is the ranged and melee combat in yeah. mm-hmm. like advanced futuristic settings. They to get rid of uh, melee light and melee heavy and just have it be melee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in fantasy settings, they don't have ranged light, ranged heavy. They just have ranged. Yep. Because um, and so in this case, you know, if if you're looking at a skill like that. That uh, you want, like he said, like Stefan said, if you want, if you've got a water world thing, and you're looking at swimming, um, you could add it to the skill list and have it be a separate thing, or you could just replace it and have it take the place of the existing skill that it could fit. Exactly, and and it's kind of what what FFG did with the computer skill in Shadows of the Beanstalk. It's like, yeah. hey, that's gonna hacking, slicing, call it what you will, is gonna be a focus of this system. Let's break yeah. this skill down a bit. So they have the defensive type of, you know, the uh, the opsec yeah, the part. Sysops. Yeah, yeah, the sysops and the hacking part. So they got rid of the old skill computers and they created two new ones. So oh, that's it because yeah. it is an important part of cyberpunk kind of setting. Absolutely, very much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's enough that, yeah, there is a focus on both either the hacking or defending, like you said, uh, for that. So it could be two very different types of skill sets uh, yep. needed. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So a, hacker might know, a hacker might know a little bit about sysops uh, defending, but because he needs to go know, know his enemy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not his focus. He'll, he'll know more about hacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this so. third one here eliminate the particular use in the old skill, we go back to the athletics and swim, right? Athletics yeah. normally covers swimming. Well, yeah. you, you say athletics doesn't include that anymore, um, and now you have this swim skill that does cover the task that you want them to, to do. Well, so. Like, for example, if you're in the water world, mm-hmm. you're not going to be tumbling and doing all these maneuvers in, in water, swimming will do, will do that. It will allow you to make these kind of maneuvers through water, maybe out outmaneuver your opponent while you're swimming up and over. Or that's right. It's at least at least a way of flavoring it that you know is consistent. Let's say in this case with the uh, or uh, our setting that we're beating uh, as a dead horse kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, 
Right. <laughs> it's an example. But anyway. And then there's also the mention of how useful this will be in in your game. If the skill will not will not be that useful, only used maybe once in a while, like they say, like a science fiction setting, might not need a wood carving skill. Uh, Damn, but, I just came up with a new character. <laughs> I just came up with a new concept. There you go. Lumberjack in Shadows of the Beanstalk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, by, in the reverse would be, you know, uh, a fantasy setting doesn't need a computer skill. So you, you can eliminate some of those skills uh, depending on your, on your setting. Yep. Right. Now they talk in the, the little bit here about how to tweak your skill and, and how to know whether it's, you know, good or not. Hmm. Um, the, the too broad and too focused entries hmm. here. Too broad. When you create a skill, you need to make sure that it isn't so broad that a character can accomplish too wide range of tasks with it. Mm-hmm. And I use the example of we had a listener a while back that was talking about doing a Star Trek conversion. Mm-hmm. And he, he was wanting to use operating. Or maybe it was uh, someone I was talking to online. But he was he was wanting to use operating for every skill check on a starship. And while that seemed like it made sense based on the core reasoning behind the description of operating in the... Uh, in the Genesis core rulebook, it really doesn't fit when everyone's on a starship and you're making everyone basically it's the Uber skill. Everything yeah, right. is operating, operating. based mm-hmm. and then talents refine it. Well, it becomes an Uber skill. Everybody puts all their points in it and it's, it's, it, it, it causes it to be too broad. And that's yeah. why I thought, you know, no, what you really should do is have computers be the, the, the communications, have mechanics be in engineering, have your operating be for the people who are flying the ship yep. and other things. And I, I made that suggestion. I think it was online, uh, it, but... Um, yeah, and, gu- and, gunnery for, and gunnery for the weapons. And gunnery for the weapons. Because you, know, yep. you can't use because operating for the weapons. That's what the gunnery skill is for. Or you <laughs> because could go, when you think of okay. the Star Trek crew you're yeah while so and so could sit down at the computer and talk at the computer they're nowhere near the linguist that uhura was and the communication specialist that she was going to be that she would be Mm -hmm. and they're not going to have her skill set but if everyone is focused on operating any player Mm -hmm. sitting down at that Mm -hmm. position can do what the other player could do though you could take operating and split it up into science, communications, engineering, yes. security, mm-hmm. right? You yes. could break it up into four, which actually gets us into the sidebar here a little bit, which is called yeah. skill bloat, where you don't necessarily want to add too many skills mm-hmm. where the XP is just, oh my gosh, they're going to be spending their XP on skills and nothing else. Right? Or else you get a Will Wheaton character you know, who does everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are many different ways to do that, you know. And then the the last thing you want to watch out for is making a skill too focused. It's the exact opposite of making it too broad. A skill that is too focused uh, 
is only focused on completing one specific tax task mm-hmm. and it's not going to come up very often in your game maybe every other session don't bother with it mm-hmm. yeah yeah one, one example comes to mind another skill yeah one example that i find like lock picking it's it could be if it's really important to the setting, but usually you know, it's so specific that it could be just part of the skullduggery, and that's it. Yeah, there you go. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good example. Great example. Yep. Yep. Now log rolling. Well, that's as for my lumberjack. I mean, you might that's be able coordination. to coordination. Shut up. I mean, that's good. Co- yeah. <laughs> no log rolling specifically rolling. Trying to rolling on the log, log. right? And then there's log speed log speed log splitting, um, <laughs> log and carving. Think, and I'm pretty sure when I'm putting points and ranks into lumberjacking, throwing axes is going to be in lumberjacking, not range ranged light. Sorry. Point. And then there's uh. also also seduction. There's also seduction because you know then you've got the sexy lumberjack look. That's right. In the All bikini, right. you've gone like too in far. Sasquatches and right. You've got the charm part Sasquatch. of charm as well. That's great. Okay. And so wrong, but great. Very much yes. so. There's some things you can't unsee. No. Uh, okay. I love it. <laughs> and then I guess. All right. The, and go ahead, Tony. This last thing is just making sure that you count. Yeah. It says here, counting the skill characteristic links, and it's what I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, when developing skills, you need to keep in mind that uh, how many other skills are linked to each characteristic, because you don't want to turn a certain characteristic into the uber characteristic. Mm-hmm. Uh, going the same route there, you kind of want to spread them out. If you're going to add five new skills to your game, make sure you try and spread them out. Don't put them all into under intellect. That's right. uh, so. Or all agility. So. Or all agility based, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that being said, we did some skills. We we brainstormed some skills for our. We uh, surely did. For our setting. Yes, we did. Way back when, and I, I copied those over into our show notes, mm-hmm. and um, we had talked about. Um, I'll open up with the first two here because they kind of we wanted to have psychic combat be a thing between mentalists yep. and we wanted it to be something that could be like a mini game going on at the same time in combat and we already have a template for this existing out there with computers and sysops in mm-hmm. and hacking at sysops in uh, Shadow of the Beanstalk so we decided we were going to go with mental assault and mental defense as two skills that are tied to the same process. So mental assault is getting into someone else's brain. Yeah. Number one. Battering their defenses. Uh, uh, you're, you're trying to get information from their brain. You're trying to get emotions from them and you, or you're trying to make them feel a certain way. There's three things that it does right there. Um, and but what it doesn't do, what it doesn't do is it doesn't protect the person who's attacking. attacking. No, uh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't allow them to do special psychic attacks like moving objects with their mind, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't allow them to shoot mind bullets. No. Uh, so there's three things that it doesn't do. 
so, but the defense on the other side of that, which is basically our sysops for our mental combat, mm-hmm. that that would have a list of do's and don'ts, which are the exact the don't the do's are the exact opposite of the other one. You use it for defending your protecting your thoughts. You use it for protecting those around you. Uh, you can possibly pr- and protect uh, and and hide your emotions. Mm-hmm. Maybe even can be used to hide your psychic mm-hmm. powers. Interesting. Yeah, like suppress them temporarily. Like no, no, there's nothing to see here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm I'm not force sensitive at all. I mean, uh, psionic at all. <laughs> all right. I've got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Thinking of these two skills, mental assault and mental defense. It feels like we've just broken discipline, the, the, the skill discipline, up like they broke computers up. Why, bit, yes. Just a little bit. These, what else is discipline used for, though? Discipline's used for the mental defenses and such, too. And then also but, to... What else, what else but is, what it, else is it used What is discipline used for in other systems, in other games? It's used for fear checks. Fear checks. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Okay, but is there anything argue, else? I could probably argue that mental defense, you could probably, if you have your mental defenses, you could you could put up those walls against fear. Put that into well, a little... The, go ahead. Oh, here's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you've got, you're on the right track. I mm-hmm. kind of thought the same thing, that we would kind of have to lose discipline possibly and i was thinking of that fear checks thing yeah yeah. well there's another skill that very rarely gets used outside of initiative that fear checks could be rolled into cool cool yeah cool is often used for initiative when you you're expecting it of course that being said you can still keep discipline for those characters who do not have psychic abilities this is their way of at least putting up some defenses. Maybe not as good as the actual mental defense. So then, so then are we requiring? Attacks? So then, are we requiring psionic abilities before you can even put ranks in mental defense or mental assault? Well, I think there are going to be skills that only appear in certain careers. Well, yeah, right. and. Stuff. Kind of like magic skills, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to get them unless they are a career skill. Got yeah. It. Okay. Because here's the other. If that's reason. the case, then maybe we do want it, but then we definitely want to leave discipline in. I'm and here's the other case I have for keeping discipline in. Yeah, yeah. Our last show, we added two psionic races that both use discipline in their special abilities. Right. Oh, so. <laughs> we sure did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good reason, Tony. <laughs> no, I was just well, you know I was thinking of skill. No, we, no, no. We were just talking about skill bloat, and I was yep. just thinking you know just had it in my brain. Does discipline need to be there? But it looks like it does, and it's yeah, I like it. Okay, and the last part about these two skills, and then mm-hmm. I'll be done with these two skills. Uh, what characteristics did we link them to? Mm-hmm. So, mental assault is very much enforcing your will upon another person so it there is a case for it to be willpower however i liked the idea when we initially drew them up Mm 
that it's more about pushing your personality on somebody else yeah. mm-hmm. and therefore it's presence based yep yeah, oh, yeah. Like i can too. see presence presence of someone who is a forceful personality being not being afraid to be out there and throwing their their own projection you know their own personality out there Projecting you know, their this, mind into someone else. That's it. That's it's right. like, this is me. You're going to listen to me. You're going to be afraid. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Whereas willpower is like, uh, no, no, you're not that. Not you're not fearful at all. You're just a meek little boff man. <laughs> so. Exactly. And so we go to mental defense, which is willpower based. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we have two skills. We have mental assault, presence based, and it's going to act like hacking another mm-hmm. person's brain. And then we have mental defense, which is willpower-based, and it's going to act like sysops for protecting brains. Sweet. And I, I don't see where you know the, the, the special abilities of those psychic races we created couldn't be switched to mental defense. That way they don't have to spend points Stop into discipline. Stop arguing! <laughs> no, but... You know, well, we're fleshing these those, out, buddy. <laughs> those, those races that aren't uh, psychic, of course, they'll use discipline as their like default uh, way of resisting someone's mental assault. Yep. It might not be as, as good uh, as, as an actual mental defense. So instead of, so instead of the Hinal, the Zol Hinal, beginning with a rank in discipline, it, where th- you're thinking a rank in mental defense. Mental defense might be, uh, might be good for them. That's what they're trained for. They're, they're psychic. Yep, yep, yep. You know, uh, if, of course, if... The Zolhinal takes that particular career of mental, uh, mentalic, or whatever I, I named it. Uh, I haven't seen name this change, careers yet. Yeah. So, because uh, you know, someone who's not trained might. The only defense is, um, I'm just going to recite some Shakespeare huh. over and over again. Uh, that's go. my only defense. <laughs> so, Tony, what other what other um, race were you thinking that was based on discipline? Because I saw the one near the Musator. 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 Uh, oh gosh, I was thinking. I was thinking of intellect of uh, insects. Sorry about that. That's all right. Well, Zolhanol is the insect one for the, the moth. Yep. 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 Forgot we had the other dudes. Being... And the Amus can read surface emotions with a uh, discipline check. I believe. <laughs> so. Anyhow. Yeah, for that one, I would uh, if if we do, if we get rid of discipline, I would say that'd be more of a mental attack. Yeah, we're trying to get something versus a mental defense. All right, so we else, have right? to make a final decision here on these three <laughs> three skills because we could sit here and debate them all night long. My vote is get rid of discipline and make okay. for those careers and yeah. make cool fear checks. That's my vote. <clears throat> make cool for fear checks. Yep. Uh, not make them career specific skills that someone can eventually take at any time. Sorry, what did you mean by that? What I mean is how is your how is your average mm-hmm. regular everyday Joe going to defend against a psychic attack? He's not going to if he doesn't have ranks in He's going to make defense. a mental he's going to make a mental defense role. So we're not making them career specific. That's what I said. I'm think. Well, they can. Yes, as in, you could put ranks in them. Even if you don't, ha- if it's not in your career skill, it's just going to cost you more, right? It'll cost you the extra five XP right. per rank. Right? I just was. 
not That's what we I'm don't thinking. want them to act like magic skills. We want mm-hmm. them to act like regular skill skills. Right. So then what so if we do that, so then what would the mental attack be? There's this mental I mean, assault. Mental assault. So this mind shadowing, I could see that as um a mental assault versus a mental defense to get that those surface thoughts. Correct. Right? Yeah, I'd yeah. have to change the species ability. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's that. easily done. That's just a couple of words. Yeah, and I would done. think yes. instead of and then I, then I would think they would start with the mental assault instead of this yes. one. Yeah, they'd yep. start yeah. with a rank in mental assault. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So they're, they're now cool. normal skills that any Joe Blow can take, and it's a and yeah. And, if, okay. If I'm playing somebody who is not psychically. If I don't know about psychics, you know, like psionics or whatever, and my character yeah. hasn't experienced that yet, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put ranks in it. That's my own personal player preference as I play, right? But right. as my character experiences those mind blasts, it's like crap. I may have yep. to go talk to the um, whoever in my party can do it, and you know, you know what I mean. So it could be some yeah. role playing moments there it. for it and whatever but yeah, and you learn a bit more how to defend against uh, mm-hmm. against it and you have maybe ranks in mental defense yeah yeah okay yeah sounds like we're decided fear is going to be rolled into cool mm-hmm. uh, so what aspect of cool are we going to lose let's look at the cool do's and don'ts okay if there is there anything that okay. we are that cool is used for cool is used for uh, some social skills, it, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. and it's also used for um, initiative right now. But yeah. beyond that, I don't know if there's a third use for it. Well, they do mention a few things like staying calm, maintaining your composure, outweighing your opponent. So that could you could that for me definitely some keeping some your nerve in a tense situation. That's yeah. that's a fear check. That would be a fear check. That's easy easy to stretch that to to a fear check. That's not a problem. Yep, that seems like a great one to just go. You know what? Instead of having that wording for cool in our system, mm-hmm. instead of it saying in our game, instead of it saying you keep your nerve in a tense situation, you roll a cool check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime you wish to resist fear or keep your nerves, roll a cool check. Right. Yep. Simple enough. I like that. Absolutely. That works. Okay. So there we go. So we've done already done (laughs) several of the different aspects of it. Uh, We've done the the, the troubleshooting back and forth. On to the next skill. Who wants to take that one? Go ahead, Stefan. All right. Well, the next skill is actual the the spellcasting kind of skill for our setting called psionics. So instead of having arcane, primal, or uh, divine, this is a new one called psionics. And we'll be basing it on intellect. Because it is overall how learned, smart, uh, smart your character is, uh, and how in tune maybe he is with his own mind. Okay. So what it, what it would do. So what... Uh, what psionics to do would be similar, I guess, to some of the uh, spellcasting skills. Yeah, correct. 
Yes. The way we had originally thought of it is this was going to be our catch-all for kind of magic. Right. But do we want it to have, as with all the other magic skills, when you're building a magic skill, you got to have a list of things that it can do, Mm -hmm. things it can't do. Do we want to have it have access to all of them? Do we want to limit it? Do we want to add some of the new ones that other people have created for their works? What do we, what do you think, guys? Well, hmm. well, I would see some some abilities be restricted. Like maybe psionics can't do a dispel. They can't just dispel. They can do physical attacks. It can uh, do physical attacks. Uh, you've seen psionic uh, pyromancers be able to add fire to their psychic attacks. That's it. I don't it, see any or... problem with. I think attack is probably definitely going to be on the list. Yep. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you hear about pyrokinesis or cryokinesis or. Uh, I don't like think that. So, hmm. Conjure would not be something I would see myself. You know, you, they don't summon. You know, objects uh, out of thin air or creatures, so they would not be able to dispel or conjure. They could do some accelerate someone's metabolism, so they can heal. Yep, I definitely uh, think heal. Augment, augment most definitely. Some augment. Now, uh, barrier. Some, yep. Some mental barriers or uh, yeah. Psychic wall, like, you know, stopping bullets from coming in uh, mentally. <laughs> okay. You don't think conjure or uh, dispel, but heal and curse. Curse, yeah, because you're mentally crippling your opponent. Kind of, it, it would be kind of an attack, but not really. You're just maybe confusing their senses, so they're, you know, having some penalties to certain actions, whether it's like uh, losing their agility or high Hi, you know, hand-eye coordination, or you know, their, their their thoughts are confused. Like, um, okay, I'm trying to defuse this bomb, and I have no more knowledge of repair mm-hmm. skills. You know, <laughs> uh, so you, like a befuddling attack. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, how where, however the psychic can can describe it. You know, maybe the you know he's cursed and he's trying to determine which wires to cut, and suddenly all these wires are now. Uh, worms and, and centipedes like wow what the hell <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting take yeah okay um, what about the I mean let's take uh, for lack of a, I, I, a better idea here what about um, a certain friend of ours that or that did a, a little supplement that we just talked about earlier yeah yeah Scott the, Jane Smith. Yeah, yeah and the new effects that he added well, I said those would definitely fit, you know, um, the the mind. Uh, the mind seems a little attack. more rolled into our psychic assault type and yeah. dialed in. But Good I like I just the bought move. This. <laughs> just, I'm glad yeah. I just bought. I just glad I just bought this. Oh, it's that mind yeah. might so be move. more of a mental attack. So. I move spells, I think. Move spells mm, definitely. Dis- okay, so move spells are used to displace an object or a character from one place to another. Mm-hmm. Could take the form of wind, mental force. Yeah. So you're levitating things, mm-hmm. teleporting things. This seems like a 
a thing that you could do with psionics. I don't know about curse though, to be honest. Why don't I feel why don't I feel yeah. I have a warm fuzzy feeling that you'd you be able to curse somebody <laughs> with your mind. I guess you could in a way. Yeah, you could trap it as you're putting it a thought into their mind, like a voodoo doll, right? Granted, that's voodoo, but, you know, kind of a voodoo curse. Isn't that more mind over matter? Mental, mentally, you throw a... Yeah, I kind of like that. I guess. <laughs> so, would we like to add any of these extra effects that other people have created to it? And we can add at least curse and see if it works, and we can always, like I said, you know, we're not. I think I'm okay with curse. In, and we can always remove it if we think it's a, mm -hmm. eh, either superfluous or too powerful. I think or really whatever. the only two. I think we get rid of conjure, dispel, add in yeah. mind and move from. Now see what Drainsmith's document here. Now his mind. What does it do? Because uh, it's not coming up on my document. Okay, mind, it says mind spells or magic that tampers with another character's thoughts, either reading yep. or manipulating. Hmm. So a narrative encounter use, you can mind tricks. Yeah, this is your Jedi mind tricks. Like, I'm, well, These aren't the droids you're looking for. Or that would be our mental attack, kind of. Something like that, yep. And in a structured kind of encounter, you make a hard magic check, learns the simple surface thoughts of the target... So we might even be able to, yeah. So that, I think this take that aspect of it dominate mm -hmm. goes into our mental assault skill yeah. and not this skill. So instead no, of mind, exactly. so instead of so we take basically mind here, and we're re and we're re yeah we're calling it basically mental assault. Basically. Well, it's things that I would use to then create mm -hmm. the. Um, the various different uh, mental assault how, uh, actions that you could do. Yep. Learn a motivation. Um, learn a memory. Yeah. Erase, me or erase, erase memory. Erase memories. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dominate. You know, Strain totally attack. control them like a... Oh, yeah. This is definitely... Oh, man. Yeah, this is definitely yeah, that mental assault. Most definitely. Thank okay. you, Drain Smith, so, for this table. Yes. <laughs> and, and again... This Before we actually print a document with this in it, we'll obviously get Scott's permission to use it. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like the move for our psionics power. Yeah. Oh, that's, yep. a, uh, that's good because you always see, you know, uh, psychic, psychics, even like Jean Grey uh, from the X-Men. Oh, yeah. She's a powerful telekinetic. You know, she can move stuff with her mind mm -hmm. things that are really huge. <laughs> Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that uh, that is cool for psionics. Yeah. So, yeah. So we don't use mind as a mental uh, as a magic action. That's mental attack, and then we but we will use move. Mental assault. Yeah, men, as mental assault, but and then we'll use move as a tele telekinetic ability. Mm-hmm. Right. Psionics, right? Right. So then every every pseudo magic skill has to have a linked knowledge skill and I believe we were talking about this knowledge metaphysics being our linked knowledge skill for psionics, right? Correct. Because exactly. I went out onto the onto the interwebs 
and got a definition of what metaphysics is. It is a branch of a major branch of philosophy that concerns it concerns existence and the nature of things that exist. Basically, it's a theory of reality, and that's effectively what you're doing with your mind. Is that oh, thing a... really there? No, it's invisible. But I knew that it was just there. Is it really there? Right? I mean, yeah. Okay. So well, that's, that, that's our case it. for having metaphysics. For that's sure. our case for having metaphysics. Right. So and metaphysics we... is also <laughs> intellect based because, as with all knowledges, all knowledges are intellect based. Yeah, definitely. Right. So what does okay. this knowledge skill do? It'll let you know. You'll want to know what you want to know about psionics and the theory of reality. Theories of yeah, right. how to apply your psionic abilities to reality. How to uh-huh. how I can warp reality around you. If you want to how, to, how to identify and mm-hmm. uh, use psychic devices. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Recognize recognize other people's or you know, the past maybe uh, uses of psionics maybe in the area. With the cool. effects, or some, or maybe is is this person under the influence of uh right, right. now? <laughs> That's right. And you know what? You certainly won't be able to use this knowledge skill to do. Let's get out of a maze. Yeah. <laughs> There's a specific skill we're going to be using for that you would be able to use for that. Whatever. Um, to to create a healing potion or an alchemist mm-hmm. potion or or blacksmith make somebody a pauldron, right? Yeah. You wouldn't use metaphysics for that. No. So there we nope. go. We got some don'ts. So what would we use for that, though? We just said. Knowledge metaphysics. Oh. We just said mind. it. We just did our little... No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Are you with me? Oh, what no, would I we gotcha. use? What would? Oh, what would we use for creating a pauldron? Right? Yeah. That's uh, what I was going to say. What solid. would you use for that? Science. Knowledge there science. Paris. <laughs> okay. So we think we need a knowledge science then, right? Right. And we have one. Yes, we do. I looked. I cheated. I looked. <laughs> what would we use? Uh, what other knowledges do we have? Knowledge science. There you go. That's kind of what I was alluding to there that you weren't following. <laughs> and I didn't think you were following. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anyhow. So, so then we talk about knowledge science then, right? Yeah, we could skip on to knowledge science, mm-hmm. uh, which we have, obviously it's going to entail, it's basically knowledge science right out of the book from uh, the, I think it's in the Shadow of the Beanstalk. Is it really? To be honest. Oh, uh-huh. cool. Yeah, I was I thinking this up. is definitely the skill when I was thinking of the Zamorians. Um, this is basically their skill, right? I mean, it's a science, mm. technology, and advancement, and and um, innovation. Um, you know, making new things, uh, yeah. tinkering, research, research theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or so, analyzing something that's already been created by science. You know, right. Reverse doing, engineering. <laughs> right. Doing like some sort of, you know, if you're doing, if you want to know what the biological makeup of something is or mm-hmm. chemistry yeah. that's science, all science. Yep. 
What is it? And that's exactly. It says a specific more to that setting. It says your character's trying to recall the formula for a chemical or a drug. Oh, there you go. Uh, your character's trying to remember the name of a specific lunar crater. I don't think that's the case, but for us, that's you know you're remembering the schematic for a certain device. Mm-hmm. That's the same. Uh, you calculate correlate trajectory of uh, of a spacecraft. That's mm-hmm. right up that alley. Science. Um, I would even uh, go so far as your character the... knows. Go ahead. Your character knows how many people can be carried by a certain type of rope before it breaks. You That's know, perfect. Math. I mean, I would even go so far as to say the first caveman that made fire would mm-hmm. have a rank in science. <laughs> it advanced or technology, a, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he was put, advanced in technology. He put a sharp, right? yeah, he put a sharp rock on the end of his stick and threw it at the an elk. Exactly. <laughs> No, Using, he was, just rolling, he was no. rolling survival. Shut up. No, he wasn't. He was making his lumberjack skill, motherfucker, <laughs> to throw that goddamn hatchet that he made. He was just the, doing what he had to do to survive. Survival. And he, and he invented plaid. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he did. invented the, the plaid fur pelt. <laughs> oh, jeez, I need more whiskey for this show. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Chris yeah, is so an honorary was, Canadian now. Yeah, oh yeah, don't you know. He lives close enough. <laughs> yeah. What science won't tell you to do, though, what science won't be able to allow you to do, is to is to know how you don't remember what you just were trying to do. <laughs> right? That'd be that'd be metaphysics, baby. <laughs> Correct. Why don't I have a mind? <laughs> All right. So. We have another skill that we put here uh, mm-hmm. in between these two that we put down. We want to quantify this one. What's this one, Stefan? Knowledge multiverse. What, now, what the heck is that? <laughs> well, <laughs> my thought process is we have a lot of geography normally, mm-hmm. but in this case, you have a not so much of a geography where you have this bar that's jumping between worlds. Yep. So knowing things about all the different places that the bar can go to, mm-hmm. like all the different realms are going to levels of technology, all the people that are in those places, cultural differences. This would be knowledge multiverse. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're, it's basically knowledge of multiple universes, which is kind of a mishmash of both words, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which kind of brings, you know, sometimes uh, when I used to read comic books where they talked about these multiverses, you had different versions of Earth, yep. so different, slightly different versions of Batman uh, or the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Same thing with even Marvel D did that too. You know, oh, I, we, uh, yeah, we actually killed She-Hulk. No, this is why is she back? Oh, she's a She-Hulk from Earth One Two Two. Yep, there you go. <laughs> And I, I did a, I did Tell another Google I did another Google search and it says that these universes comprise everything that exists as well, the entirety yeah. of space, time, matter, energy, information, and the physical laws and constants that describe them. That's your multiverse knowledge. You well, drop some it, knowledge. It would be it would be important because you know maybe the some of the physical or you know environmental effects on Zol are different than where the, the various minotaurs or torn race comes from. You know? 
The or, Torrents were seated across the multiverse. They have no home world. They're uh, everywhere. They're everywhere. Oh, okay. They are ubiquitous. Mom, right. Ooh, there's big a word. big word. Yeah. <laughs> a big That's word. a $10 yeah. word there, buddy. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but yeah. And then where, where the various humans come from, you know, that the, you created, they might have mm-hmm. slightly different rules where they come from. Uh, yep. And the Zoles, you know, they might, their own world might be a little different. Now, exactly. what is knowledge multiverse not used for? Well, being able to freaking stay on a on a um, on a log rolling, you won't be able to do that. That's your lumberjack skill. I'm gonna get that in this. You know that, right? Oh, I see that, Tony. You're my you're my number one too. Uh, no, uh, you, know, you can't just swim either. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, yes, knowledge multiverse is not going to be used for the science of traveling between the universes. No. Correct. That would be more of a knowledge science thing. Likewise, yeah. it's not going to be used for noticing when a psychic is using their psychic powers. No. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it may, may also be used for one other thing that I'll add later. But anyhow, moving on, what it's not going to be used for is, um, say, knowing about computers. That's going to fall under your computer skill. That's yeah. right. All right. We have one last skill, and somebody's <laughs> got to sell me on whether this is worth a crap, because <laughs> I wrote it down as trash. <laughs> well, yeah, we wrote it down. It. We, we were, it was, cre- we it was created, Tony... Yeah, Tony threw it in because, you know, it, it kind of inspired by the Minotaurs, of course. You know. So, Chris, go ahead. Okay, what the knowledge mazes skill will allow you to do. <laughs> <laughs> what it'll do, what it does, you, get, you're, you won't get lost anywhere. Because you always kind of know the way, you'll always kind of make be able to make a knowledge mazes... Um, Roll to know where you are. That's survival. Whatever, dude. That could be survival. <laughs> Especially but, but survival, in a maze. Yeah, but survival doesn't cover, let's say, urban environments or inside a building. So that sure, uh, that's streetwise. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> so, what if you're trapped in a maze? Well, and you need to have knowledge to get out of it. What are you going to use to get out of it? Knowledge You're going to use all your other skills, not knowledge mazes. I'm gonna There's do no mazes. reason to have it. Yeah, There's because you'll one, know whether somebody would be putting it. a. You'll, you'll know whether somebody's going to be putting like a dead end here. Are we going right. to have mazes in every session? Uh, yeah. If there's a minotaur, if there's a minotaur, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. You we're know it's going to be mazes. You know, this gonna, isn't mazes and monsters. You know it's going to be in the middle of a maze, though, Tony. There's uh, always going to be a big pool in the middle of the maze. Amos. No, there's going to be the bog of be, stench. No, there's going to be a big pool in the middle of the maze with two logs on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, you hang on a second. Hang on a second. Knowledge mazes well, is trash yet. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, there is another <laughs> role playing system thing that uses riddling as a. Riddling. Skill. Riddling, as in riddles. Like, Riddling, that's part of medicine. You know, if you have a ring in your pocket and you're trying to trick somebody into not finding it, you know, you need to do it's deception. riddles. 
Whatever, dude. But it's That's riddles. Deception. No. But it's a, but it's a skill. But hang on a second. But that. So when I say riddling, so when I say riddling, right? So you need to figure out riddles. What do you immediately think of? What setting do you immediately think of? Well, that would be Lord of the Rings, obviously. Obviously. So wouldn't we want a but... skill like that called knowledge mazes? So when somebody's like, oh. "Hey, I got knowledge mazes," no, oh be... wait, Tales of the Epsilon Eclipse, perfect no. from FDN. No, but, but that. that... <laughs> But then you no. might as well just switch it to knowledge lore. Knowledge lore, which would include mm. knowledge about, you know, riddles, uh, songs that are popular in your time. Yeah, but it's uh, not mazes. Tales, and it could include mazes. <laughs> While your arguments seem convincing to you, they haven't convinced anyone else. Not yet. even a moment? Not even a... Not once. Come on. Anybody every listening to instance, this? Okay. Every I'm... instance you've mentioned that this skill could be used for is already under another skill. Yeah, even but knowledge history you could matter. use instead of mazes. But the most Chris. important one, though, is knowledge mazes will put a stamp on our setting to make it so no. unique. No. Yeah, and but you know too... this for a fact. Nope. That it's not the skills that make the setting. Oh, I know it doesn't, but you know what? Freaking lumberjacking is going to make this <laughs> setting, buddy. I'm, I'm going to throw, okay. throw this at you, buddy. Rule number two yeah. when customizing. What? Don't um, be afraid to scrap something that doesn't work. Yeah. I'm and pretty also, sure it does. And also, and also the other mentioned, like, if it's too specific... If it's only used for mazes, this can only, only be as when specific as we do. Telling you, because if you're lost in the woods or in the mountains, that's survival. Hey, like, and Tony says if you're lost in the city, that's streetwise. Hey, when you're trying to go through a social combat, right, and you need to maneuver and go left and go right and go backwards and go left and right. That's mazes, man. You're moving to the left and right. You're going through a maze. To uh, navigate through that social encounter. <laughs> now you're coercion and diplomacy negotiation. Hey, I'm telling is this you. Right you up can yet? use. Is, are you, you done with use, this? Come on. No, you I know this is junk. One, no, I think it isn't. I honestly think that we could still use this. And right now, I'm going to call on our listeners out there, all 10 of you, if, or more, tens of you, hundreds of you, hopefully. Email us and tell me, tell these chuckleheads they're wrong and I'm right. And we need to keep knowledge mazes. Come on. Stefan and I will be creating surveys on our social media. Yep. Yes. Is mazes useful or trash? Hey, yes. you need to freaking work. You know I'm not on Facebook. And you got, you listeners out there, keep these, keep these bastards honest. All right? <laughs> you cannot answer, you cannot phrase the question to make knowledge mazes Bad. Needs to be well, purely well, we'll put it on. We'll put it on MeWe too, and you're on MeWe as well, so you can monitor it. Monitor I can it. monitor that, definitely. Come on, baby. I'm telling you. Knowledge mazes. mazes. No. No. And you know what, Tony? This is the first thing I think we've disagreed on. Well. Since all these 45 oh, no. episodes, either you're like, yeah, Chris, you're right. Or I'm like, yeah, you know what, Tony? You're right. No, man, you're wrong, motherfucker. No. <laughs> the brothers from another mother are yeah. wrong or disagreeing. Oh, no, it's yeah, chaos. This is our one chromosome that's not the same. Mazes is not a skill. 
Yeah, and at the at the at the end of the, at the mm-hmm. middle of the maze where you've got your two mm-hmm. logs. Okay, here we go. The person who's challenging. All right, the person, this is it. The pers- I need buy in. Challenge- okay, Chris, the person yeah. challenging you is basically uh, the, the the Goblin King. Okay, <laughs> of course. I'm gonna challenge. Okay, you guys need buy in on this, both of you guys. Okay. No, no, it's we trash. Need- not- no, hang on, hang on a minute. In all of these <laughs> surveys, there has to be a write in that people can vote for. Right. And if lumberjacking outweighs ah, no, knowledge mazes, no. lumberjacking is in and mazes is out. Thoughts? <laughs> I vote yes. Anybody else? Come on, I just need one of you guys to say yes, right? Majority wins. No. Come on, stop that. No, no, no. Tony? Come on, this no. will be fun. Come on. I thought you guys were fun. Come on, you can do it. You want fun? Well, those things on. fall under other skills. <laughs> That's not the point. That's yes, so not is. the point at this point. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right, listeners, all right, tell us what you think. You, you're just you wanting to be right. That's all it is. That's you your can point. Use that. No, it's you can not add, the fact that you can add your right. lumberjack skill. I just want to see what everybody yeah. The the machina. Your machina setting. Have your dwarves have nope. a, a, nope. a clan of dwarves have lum- you got to promise me. You guys put up these surveys. There's a you can write. They can write in a skill. And listeners, lumberjacking. Hey, hey, if if you're on me, we too make your own survey then <laughs> about whether people should be on should have lumberjack in in our setting. I, I haven't. Yeah, done I'm not those. even writing that one down because that's ridiculous. Yeah. Come on, come on. If you wanted, Chris, you, you guys have aren't to write fun. The survey then. Hey, well, all right. We still have one last little bit to this main portion besides getting <laughs> getting down and dirty and arguing. <laughs> We have the skills that we're going to throw right out that we're not going to use. So let's go over what we're not going to be using. Right. I listed some, but maybe you guys agree we should keep them. Mm-hmm. Uh, alchemy. Yeah, no, I don't think so. No need for it. Mechanics with mechanics and science and yeah, all the, and all the other stuff. Yeah. I don't think we need it. I think science can handle alchemy definitely. Yeah. Okay. Right. Or, or even medicine for certain types of drugs or mm-hmm. yep astral cartography uh, no no we're not going to navigate I think that would be multiverse that's that's multiverse shit I think yep, yep. Exactly. there you go or science okay. the three magics arcana divine primal no we're no, not having magic setting, right it's no, science the setting does not have magic yeah does not have cool. it so and we decided early on that we wanted advanced melee weapons and advanced uh, weapons because we wanted kind of the dichotomy of cultures. Yep. So right. what are we what are we doing away with? We're going to do away with just plain melee and plain ranged. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to have melee light, melee heavy, ranged light, and ranged heavy. And brawl. I and do have brawl a question. And gunner. And okay. gunnery because it could happen. I do have a question. Um. Are we going to pull in the... I know it's not going to be unarmed combat focused or anything like that, but I I, I wouldn't. I think we'll just stick with the brawl skill, right? Yeah, And correct. we wouldn't pull in, like, the, um, the ready fight, the ready fight stuff. No. Although, no. some of it's usable in bar fight scenes. I don't think mm. it's the focus of our game. No, uh, wait, whoa, 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 wait. The back the fuck up. What is the um, Epsilon Eclipse, Tony? (laughs) 
It's a bar, yes. Yes, but you're not it sure always is. going to be in the bar getting into a fight. I know. <laughs> no. But and and none Just of the reasons the reason why lumberjacking has no place in our freaking setting. You're in a bar. <laughs> has nothing to do with the woods. Is it a log cabin? <laughs> no. It can be though. <laughs> If the Epsilon Eclipse end up... Hey, hey, hang on a second. What if the Epsilon Eclipse... You're making my brain hurt. Hey, what? Hey, (laughs) this is a real question. What if I'm running a one-shot, which I know I'm going to because you said we could rotate, if the Epsilon Eclipse ends up in northern Minnesota? Paul Bunyan country. (laughs) At a lumberjack lumberjack competition that you have to win. Then you'd use a... Then you'd use a bunch of other skills, and you'd do it as a skill challenge, not lumberjacking, that only one player would have a maybe one rank in. How about the lumberjack? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have a lumberjack career? I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody listening I'm, to this. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm seeing a. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing a one shot with lots of flannel and wood and axes. <laughs> Hey, who if you want to run your one shot as a lumberjack festival, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. And if you think that it has to have the lumberjacking skill for that episode, yeah. so be it. It'll have a lot of, but I'm telling you, we'll have a lot of musators. It ain't going in the final document. A, A now. Because <sighs> right now, two of us say it isn't. No. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it isn't. There you go. All right. Shot down. Damn it. Sorry. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, we got to get those surveys up. <laughs> we'll get them up. Awesome. All right. We'll anyways. get them up there. After you post the episode, we'll get the surveys up. You do know that I'm having a ton of fun right now. Aren't you? I guys? know. This is yeah, great. You don't, normally, you don't normally argue, and I think you're getting a kick out of it. I, I am. Yeah. You've been, you've been away from your wife too long. <laughs> You haven't been on Jamie's show in a while to just argue. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's not circles. This is not a circular argument. You need to go through a maze. Oh, it's a triangle. And you need. And you need. So it's a labyrinth. If it's a circular argument, then we're talking lumberjacking and, um, you know, the log rolling skill. Anyways, we're going to go to the next segment. Our favorite part of the show. After arguing, arguing, and arguing about mazes, uh, we're going to be at least uh, enjoying uh, uh, tripping each other up with advantageous threats, where we build our uh, our dice pools and roll them and educate them and see how uh, what the dice results show up and uh, what uh, what it ends up doing. <laughs> So I think we'll co- we'll start with this scenario, which is a little bit special, uh, with Tony, since he sort of set the ball rolling. Did you not? Did you not hear what I said at oh, the beginning of the on. show? Or no? You going to set up the scenario, Tony? Yeah, I'll set up the scenario and Sounds then I'll good. make a suggestion. Yep. So our scenario is our team is trying to escape from a bunch of Tommy gun-toting, pinstripe-suited gangsters on a city world culturally stuck 
in the Earth 1920s. Nice. The crew has just fled an alleyway to find two convertible cars parked at the curb. My character is going to want to jump in and start Hotwire and steal one. However, before we do that, I think Chris should go because he has yeah. a plan to make it easier. Absolutely, I do. There you well, go. <clears throat> first off, my human lumberjack named Paul. No, I'm sorry. That was that was another. <laughs> um, no, no, my tree is a Zal Hinal um, of the insect race archetype uh, that um, those, Stefan those, created. Those are the those are the Mothman. Those are the Mothmen. He is going to try and augment you guys, your two characters, um, during this crucial moment in the in the chase, using mm-hmm. his psionic powers. Nice. So he's got an intellect of four, two ranks in psionics. He'll be adding the additional target effect. However, and I just made I made this item up while I was writing this up. He has a purple psi <laughs> crystal which reduces the difficulty by one whenever you add an additional f- target effect to a psionics check. There we go. Um, nice. He'll also like, add the haste Like an implement. Effect. Yeah, basically it's an implement. <laughs> um, and whether that's, you know, around his neck, rotating around his head, whatever. I haven't really thought of what that looks like yet. Mm. But um, he's also going to add the haste effect. To the augment psionic action as well, which will mm-hmm. allow our characters to take two maneuvers per round without or without spending strain. I guess one free one, I think. Right, an additional okay. free one. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the check starts off as two yellow, two green for his positive dice pool. His negative dice pool would be starts off as five purple. However, because of his psi crystal, it reduces the difficulty to four purple. There we go. To start with, let me get start building that up. What do you guys All think? Right. We're gonna modify well, that some or what? I think well, uh, I picture this happening at night. Okay. In a crowded, ste- you know, foggy city. Okay. So maybe a setback die for darkness. Because I well because he's making a psionics check. Do, can I see you? Do I need to see you guys to do that though? He's oh, probably going to be closing his eyes anyways. <clears throat> What's that? No, I have to be. Uh, we have to be engaged. Well, you're closing your eyes and running. No, I have to be engaged with you guys. Maybe because we're under the gun and we have to move quickly. We're under a time yeah. frame. We'll get a setback day. Sure. All right. And I would flip a story point because there's bullets flying occasionally. As these guys are running after us. Nice. nice. Which kind of a can throw a monkey wrench in, in your psionics when a bullet rips through your head, possibly. Absolutely. So, other than that, what do you guys think? Fine, I think that's good. All right, I can't think of a good way to a good reason to ask for a boost die either. So, I <laughs> I'm not channeling. Stephanie. No. All righty then. We have a whole bit of failure. So I have two failures, but three advantage. Two failures, three advantage on that check. So I don't augment you. 
And um <clears throat> augmenting. All right. I'm thinking my I'm thinking my um couple of bullets came too close and uh broke your focus. Yeah, broke my focus. However, um it it kind of broke my focus, but because I was focusing in on, you know, making a psionics check, I kind of read the I, I, I found something in the in the um in the environment here or something to give you Tony. I actually noticed that one of the two cars would be better for you to boost. So I'm gonna give you a boost die when you go. And then there I'll give go. and then I'll give a boost die to the next person that's gonna go, which will probably be Stefan's character. That's it. So you, you you mentally scan kind of the aura of the car like, yeah, this person who mm-hmm. owned this car took particularly good care of it compared to the other person. Something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> there we go. How's that sound? Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. All right. And uh, so then, yeah, it does make sense that Stefan go next. Yeah. Uh, All right. Because uh, my character, being the engineer, is going to be the one to do the uh, the do the uh, boost the in the car. Boost exactly. in the right. And I'm going to buy some time for uh, for our buddy uh, Ginzel as Corago, the Longhorn, an albino rhinotaur. We'll buy some time nice. for his buddy. Uh, Holly Hotwire is the car. He steps forward, and as the bad guys uh, are getting a little closer, will, uh, with a show of immense strength, throw a nearby dumpster from one side of the alley to the next, and you know, bellow and frighteningly to, uh, to upset the, uh, the the bad guys in there uh, and make them quake in their little loafers. <laughs> nice. So, so we're talking about a coercion check here. Yeah, a coercion mm-hmm. check. And I thought since he's using raw strength, maybe like t- for this particular check, uses brawn instead of willpower. I like it. I like it. Me too. I like it too. So that would be four dice. So two yellow and two green. But okay. I haven't said the difficulty. So what would be a difficulty for these guys, these mooks or rivals, whatever? Well, uh, so a group of these guys probably are going to have a two in their willpower mm-hmm. uh, for their discipline to resist coercion. But you're picking up something that's super, super heavy. It's probably hard. So I think Maybe I think we're going to add a difficulty mm-hmm. die because of that. Yeah. All right. Because you so- could theoretically fail and make yourself just look like a Mm-hmm. A loser, <laughs> right? So, so three purple. That's right. Which is I, why I'm going to flip a story point because if you do get that despair, <laughs> well, that's it. You never know. Some, some of the stuff in that dumpster might be greasy and, uh, and slimy. You could have chosen the. You could have. Cho- you probably are. Cho- you could choose the full one instead of the empty dumpster. Right. That's it. So he's just or picking worse one. Yet, you could have chosen the dumpster outside the orphanage with all the dirty diapers in it. No, <laughs> that's where my boost die comes in. Where I'm actually, I actually get a scent and let you know, don't pick up that one. Do not pick up that <laughs> right. one right there. So that's it. So I have the boost die from that. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Carago will, will at least uh, spend a story point himself. I think flip one because I, I, he's he's big and intimidating on this world, and these guys have never seen a rhinotaur. Nice. nice. No, I do <laughs> and think, he's, and he's wearing his own pinstripe suit and little 
little fedora hat on the pointy top of his head. <laughs> With a feather in it? No, no. Well, he's, no he's got a red carnation, though, on his boutonniere. Ah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Now, Tony, I do no. think I do think your 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 environment setback die is appropriate here, being that it's what, the dark. dark. The darkness is throwing this thing. You yeah, know they might to not. It. They might not even because of the darkness. They might not see it as something that he did as a feat of strength. Right. 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 Yep. <clears throat> All right. So, so we're looking boost, at or single setback die for that. Single setback die, single mm-hmm. boost die, a uh, green, three yellow, a red, two purple. Yes, Sounds good right. to me. All right. right, let's do it. Carago. Uh, yeah, Carago. Okay, so these are blank. There we go. So we've got quite a bit of advantage. This one's canceled by the threat there. Uh, I do manage to get at least one success. Excellent. All right. And so one success. That was canceled. And one, two, three advantage. No, th- no nice. triumph, no despair. Awesome. So I managed sauce. to pick up the dumpster. And throw it. It opens up with the advantages on one side. The you know, the flap the flap opens as it tumbles, and just spews some of these diapers and empty. You know, oh, you old, shouldn't have picked that one. You oh. <laughs> did pick the, that one, but he managed mm. to flip it in the right way. It bounces off the wall, and you've got various. Uh, baby stuff, you know. <laughs> so they'll have difficult terrain. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and and they're and they're covered in in stinky in throw up and uh... <laughs> very nice. All right, wow. so last in our encounter here, I have mm-hmm. my character Ginzel Schmidlap, mm-hmm. who is a Zemlian engineer. Uh, he will be using one of the following skills. You guys get to tell me which one it is. To hotwire mm-hmm. car, he's going to jump in for his maneuver, jump into the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is going to hotwire it. Now, is that mechanics or skullduggery? In this case, I would say mechanics. I would lean more towards mechanics because it's the mechanics of the car that you're fiddling with. Yeah. Wiring stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm good with that. So I have mm-hmm. a three yellow pool in mechanics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difficulty? Well, like you said uh, earlier, Chris, like this. This car is like probably well maintained. It's it's a good car. No, the so one on your other left. <laughs> <laughs> the um, wires aren't just a- easily accessible. It'll be hard because you have to right. actually get access to them. So at least three purple. Okay. But it is fr- but it's a opinion. car. But it is a car in the 1920s. Yeah. It's not so, super high tech. Not super complicated. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking it probably won't be hard. I think it will be an average check. Right. Okay. Yeah, back down I, to I, average. I, I, I think it might be. Yeah, I think it might be average. Okay. okay. To be honest. So, I'm at average right now. So I'm right. yield three yellow and a boost die. Right. Now, and we really is, need to get dark. away because we need it to keep. It is dark again. Yep. Yep. So I can't see what I'm doing very well. Not so, very well. No. So I'll throw in a setback die. The nearest streetlight is pretty far away. So. <laughs> and I think. Um. And I think. Uh, because you are under the gun and you do need to do it quickly, maybe that does make it harder because you have to do it real quick. You can't take your time on it. Maybe that. Okay. that there you go. That, 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 that'll do. That'll do Back for the okay. hard. Because I was thinking well, either. Yeah. Since it's very important that the three of us get away without prolonging this firefight and potentially mm-hmm. taking bullets, yeah. uh, I'm going to spend a story point 
to uh, upgrade and give myself uh, another green die. Right. And just because I'm that kind of a GM, I got to spend one. Because if you fail with a despair, oh man, we got to go to the second car that has the baby yeah. diapers in it. All right. Or, or another car, or some other mooks will show up because the ones I right. just distracted are just covered in poo. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. Let's see. Uh, is is this my pool? I believe so. I believe so. so. All right, so me. three yellow, one green, two purple, a red, and one of each is set back in uh, boost. boost. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay, so uh, first things first, I succeeded by one singular success. All right. I had absolutely no threat, so my two advantage carry through. However, I have a despair. Oh, oh snap buckets. Success with a despair with two advantage. Uh, so success means I hotwire the car. Yep. Wire the car. Some two advantage. Yeah. I would like for my two advantage to pass uh, boost die to the next player to act uh, to or specifically to the um, the Rhinotar because I know getting into this backseat of this tiny car <laughs> It's going to be difficult for him, so I'm going to go ahead right. and throw a boost die to him. Right. Specifically, right. <laughs> say basically, mm-hmm. I scoop my seat up to make lots of room for him in the back. That's right. right. So, he'll, so he'll use his lumberjack skill to try and fit into small spaces. <laughs> that is a skill. That is, yeah. My brain hurts. At least he'll get two boost die on that check. But the dis- yeah. No, but but, the despair- but as but as he's but as we hop in, and mm. um and Ginzel just. Just kind of pulls out, yeah, coming out. around the corner. There's another vehicle, and now we're into a vehicle chase because the because their buddies have caught up. Yeah. Yeah. So now we got a car full of Tommy gun pinstripe, Tommy gun well, wielding pinstripe suit wearing yeah. gangsters and, behind us. That's right. And, and Chris, Chris, that's Chris. That that's mm-hmm. your use of the of the uh, of the, the the despair. Yes. Or just a narr- narrative. Because well, I thought, I thought that just could, because I, I thought that, that could just be part of the story, and maybe the despair is like banked by the GM saying um, that could be a problem with the car, because you've got a heavy weight now in the back that the suspension might cause <laughs> might let go at any time. Yeah, or you that's fail true. to notice that there it was be. on it was on an eighth of a tank. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or if he fails that driving check, the. There's the lots um, of ways the, the rhino tar might go through the might go through the ceiling and <laughs> out of the car exactly. when you hit oh. the bump. Sweet, nice. that good. suddenly it's a suddenly it's All a convertible. Right. <laughs> well, it was a convertible to start. All right, or he's out of it. Oh, that's true. Well, the top was was maybe up. Now well, it's down. We'll definitely, we'll definitely um, what do you call it? We're definitely going to um, bottom out that suspension, right? Yeah. With that rhino tar in the back. <laughs> It would be a low rider pretty soon. That's right. <laughs> All righty. Well, right. I fun. think we're going to get on out of here, aren't we, gentlemen? Sure. I think so. We are at the end of our show. Okay. All right, everybody. That's our show for the night, as lively as it was. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm gonna sh- give a shout out here to, I don't know. There's this uh, this dragon's toolbox has opened again because this ancient red dragon has finally awoken. And rainbow, dragon. Rainbow, rainbow dragon. Rainbow dragon. 
has <laughs> has posted stuff up on his blog, the Dragon's Toolbox. Yes, that is by our own Stefan Dragonspawn. Um, yes, you can yes. find his his site at on, on MeWe, and you do mm-hmm. have on, on Blogspot.com. And I'll have the links in our show there for that. He posted a couple things today um, that you found exactly. on um, that you found on uh, Amazon. I just found on Amazon mm-hmm. by by some happenstance, some chance, just like. <laughs> These modular little dry wet erase tiles for both either dungeon or forest cool. stuff that you can put together instead of just having one big map, you just <laughs> draw little sections and put them on the map uh, as soon as you know the players advance. And a little area of effect template that was pretty cool, transparent oh, plastic that you just put on the on the map there. And oh yeah, that that's a ten foot cube. Yeah, that's awesome. where uh, that covers that. Hey even, man, uh, hey Clarence, if you're listening. I know we already mm-hmm. bought you area effect templates because you killed our fucking players when you fireballed <laughs> us, um, which the GM always loves to do. Loves it when um, players <laughs> hit each other with damage. Yeah, you can check these out, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it it includes round area effects, cubes, uh, cool. cones, and the D twelve kind of wheel that when you if you want to determine random miss. Uh, misses, oh, you know. Yeah. If you you throw an alchemist fire or a grenade, like all right, you failed your roll. So where does it land? <laughs> cool, very cool, dude. Yeah, you can find Not that. Too expensive, and and you can find those things and all kinds of other goodies yep. in your toolbox, you there, dude. Yep, you can go in the backlog and uh, talk about paper minis. I talked about lists of things and other things that uh, way back when I found useful, and even online maps for random city generator maps. Cool. Alrighty then. Well, there you go. All right. So, what do you have for us, Stefan, for reminders? A uh, reminder that we mentioned a little bit at the beginning that uh, FFG announced that both the GM screen and the expanded player's guide uh, will soon be shipping. So, uh, I was part of those who pre-ordered, so I got an email. I know some other people on social media posted like little screenshots of their email. Cool. Say, oh, it's shipping soon. Ooh, cool. Mm. <laughs> so we'll be on the lookout for that and once it comes out hopefully we'll be able to read through it ourselves and uh review it <laughs> yeah well not only will we have a review show but we'll also mm-hmm. probably coming up we've got a show revisiting per a listener request revisiting mm-hmm. magic yep oh yeah and we'll incorporate the stuff that comes from the advanced players guide that's it and maybe co- coincide that with uh uh, Drain Smith's uh, new supplement uh, has uh, expanded players. Guide. What is it called? Expanded. Expanded. expanded players. I think it's expanded players. Guide. Yes, expanded players guide. Yeah, you said expanded. <laughs> it is expanded. Yes. <laughs> not expended. No, Did no, it's not expanded. Extend- it's not extended either. So. <laughs> All right. Well, well if you have if you have things you want to say to us. Maybe perhaps you want to tell Chris that his uh, lumberjacking idea is full of shit. Uh, or you'd like to tell Chris that mazes is not a skill. Um, or if you want to tell Tony the- he's totally fucking wrong about both of those things, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> that, that'd be an email to us at findingthenarrativepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us uh, Finding the Narrative on Facebook. You can contact Stefan over at our Twitter feed at, yep. at FTN underscore Genesis. And you can get a hold of all three of us, maybe start an argument in chat in our <laughs> MeWe chat uh, for finding the narrative on MeWe and 
Again, we're listenable on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can all tell us to get lost in a maze somehow. <laughs> yes. This is Tony. Keep saying I, I've been saying it all along. Keep rolling them bones, but thank it just for Chris tonight. I'm going to say keep rolling them logs. Oh, <laughs> you the man! Thank you, Tony. <laughs> no, those little brown logs. Hi, ho, everybody. <laughs> And this is Stephen saying, don't forget to ask for those boost dice. And this is Chris saying, remember the rule of cool, and I can't think of anything witty to come back with, but just have fun like we did tonight. Thank you, guys. Mazes are fun, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Lumberjack mazes are fun. (laughs) There it is. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned in this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.